one. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I'm very excited. My friend Susan Bradford is back. If anyone thinks I'm a good researcher, this woman is the best out there. Uh, she really has uncovered something that's really critical for everyone to know about. Um, we have heard many things about China and China's plans for the world, but uh, and we've heard a little bit here and there about China and the Vatican, but nobody's put it together yet. And uh, we have the amazing Susan Bradford here, who's just uh, launched a book called Targeted Treachery, and she's going to tell us a little bit about this because uh, it's something we all need to know and open our eyes to. Thanks for joining me again, Susan. I love having you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Mel. It's always a pleasure. Thank um, you. Oh, thank you. Um, so the book is called um, it's Tartar Treachery. Um, and um, it, what I'm going to talk about is um, a centuries old collusion between uh, the Vatican uh, and China. It goes back centuries. Um, and I'm also going to show how the, um, the United States was compromised from the very beginning uh, right. with this agenda. So the seeds for our destruction were planted um, from within, unfortunately. I know. Um, so um, a, a lot of people have have said that what we're facing is nothing short of biblical. Right. So they're absolutely correct. Um, this goes back to again, you know, as I mentioned, the royal blood lies uh, that Jesus had founded the divine right to rule um, with the Roman Empire, and uh, this uh, right was um, recognized by the Chinese emperors, by the Vatican, by European emperors, and of course, he, you know, Jesus had his following, so it was widely recognized as legitimate. Now, um, the the Vatican wanted to obtain that right. The Vatican was controlled um, by merchants. These were like the black nobility. Um, they weren't necessarily Necessarily religious. In fact, some may say they were sacrilegious, um, and um, they, uh, they 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 attempted to make the claim that they held God's temporal authority to rule the earth through Saint Peter, who said um, uh, he recognized Jesus as, as the Christ, and he said, um, uh, "I have this knowledge through God." Um, Jesus re returned responded in kind. Um, uh, so through you, I will, uh, you know, my, my church will be built upon this rock that, you know, that is, was, has been established by you. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom as shall be done in earth shall be done in heaven. So it was merely a, a, a statement whether that exchange actually happened or not, I, you know, who knows. But the Vatican used that statement to claim that they held um, God's temporal authority on earth. Uh, to rule the world. So from that position, uh, they began to demand uh, the right to appoint rulers. Um, and so those who they could not control, they, they would organize um, insurrections against them. They would try to topple them, excommunicate those rulers like, um, uh, like Queen Elizabeth I, King Henry VIII, among others. Um, and uh, they were going, uh, they held um, a, a philosophy known as unum sanctum. And what that meant is that they believed that they could, they owned all the souls in the world, they had the possession of their, their lands, their destinies, all of their worldly possessions and their, their um, etheric uh, possessions. So this was going to be controlled by the Vatican, um, which was in turn controlled by the bankers. So um, the agenda gets started uh, when the, um, the, the Jesuits begin to go into Central Asia. And they meet the Mongols who have this enormous empire. It, it's called Pax um, Mongolica. Um, it extends as far as the Arctic, you know, where allegedly there's a lot of you know, technology underground. Right. Um, it goes into to India, um, into the Middle East and all, all over, it's vast. Wow. And the Mon Mongolians have a tremendous amount of wealth, like gold, rubies, gems, sapphires. And the Jesuits, of course, are very impressed. They wanted to know how, you know, how can we get, you know, get access to this. Um, so they had attempted to convert them to Christianity. There's to, you know, hopefully if they could become part of Catholicism, then the Vatican could ultimately, ultimately right. claim what they had. But um, the Mongols said, you know, look, um, we've been, we, you know, we've conquered all this vast land and we are soon going to be conquering Europe and we're going to be conquering the world. So we don't need your Christianity. Thank you very much. Right. And there's nothing that can't be accomplished through demonology. Uh, you know, through um, this re relationships with demons that 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 you can do through Christianity. So thank you, but no thank you. But meanwhile, you know, you're welcome to serve in our court and we'll entertain you. Um, so while the Jesuits were at the court, they, they took notes and they tried to figure out how the Mongols did what they did. They mapped out the topography, the landscaping, the rulers who ruled where the wealth was held. And then when the timing was right, 
they, uh, they launched an insurrection um, through the White Lotus Society, which is the Chinese Freemasons, huh. and they were able to uh, overthrow the Mongolian Empire. So the, the new empire was the Ming Empire, which was very open to the Jesuits, um, very accommodating with them. And so they began to kind of establish commercial links. And uh, these em emperors were uh, like the new from the, the new dynasty. Um, they they were they worship worship the devil. Um, they were into like you know demonology um, and a lot of um, practices that you know that we would consider demonic. But um, they were accommodating you know to to the um, to the merchants. Um, the successive um, uh, empire after that was the Qing dynasty. The Qing dynasty again was arranged was over. Um, was uh, put in place again through another uh, insurrection. And this was a dynasty that I traced to the Rothschilds. Wow. So which would make the Rothschilds not Jewish or Jesuit, but Confucian and, and potentially Buddhist, which is, is very interesting. Right. Um, and so uh, the, the Rothschilds, um, uh, the, um, if, you, if you recall, going back, <laughs> going back into Europe, um, the Hanseatic League was one of one of the greatest, um, uh, I guess, guild or commercial organizations in Europe. Um, it was established based upon uh, the guild model from Central Asia, where you have the um, the merchants working with the government. Uh, they established ex extraterritorial agreements. You know, they're monopolists um, who uh, are attempting basically to corner markets through very ruthless means. Right. But the way that the, the Hanseatic League acquired its power was through, through the silk trade. And those who held the silk, of course, were the Qing dynasty, which held um, uh, the access to the technology, to the resources. And through, through that relationship, uh, they were able to um, acquire vast wealth, far surpassing any other wealth of the other merchants, because it was so easy to produce. Europeans loved the product. And there was a very low threshold of, um, of expense that they had to incur to create it. So um, they, you know, they became uh, extremely powerful. Um, so by the, uh, the 16th and, and 17th century, um, the, we're seeing like revolutions uh, um, begin to break out throughout Europe. Um, these were based upon um, rational, the rational enlightenment. And what this amounted to was the Jesuits and the, the Chinese emperors working through a collaboration based upon Confucianism. So Marxism is, is essentially Confucianism. And the way that this works is that uh, Confucius was um, among the elite uh, of his time. Um, he wanted wealth and power that others had, and he recognized that they were not willing to, uh, to, to surrender it willingly. So he um, arranged for a revolution and he found that through revolution, you can then acquire that for yourself and you could be the new ruler. So this is what, what they've set in motion and they do this repeatedly each time they have more wealth, more power you know, within their own hands. So um, they've been doing this for centuries um, and uh, the Vatican, um, moving over to, to, you know, to North America, uh, the Vatican um, through the, the Spanish monarchs was um, attempting to establish inroads in, you know, into, into North America to have a Western route to China. So they wanted to establish, you know, uh, markets in like California, which was one of the key key states, key areas. Right. Yeah. So they established these posts, um, which again were set up by Jesuits and missionaries. They had both the, the military and the commercial classes working together. They were attempting to convert those around them to, to Catholicism. Were very ruthless. And then uh, the Jesuits faced a problem. Um, they faced a dual uh, a problem of dual loyalty between the Vatican and China. Um, and by, given all of their subversion and subversive activities in, in Europe, um, they were largely becoming personas non grata. They were unwelcome everywhere. So they decided uh, upon um, serving their emperor in China over the Vatican. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so they then began to establish revolutions among the um, like discontent um, among the colonies of, uh, of North America to separate the Spanish colonies from um, uh, from the monarchs. And then they had the, the in the Mexican War for, for Independence, again, organized by them. Mm -hmm. So um, they had Mexico, Mexico uh, claim those areas. And then they arranged for another war for Mexico then to give it over to the United States, 
which was controlled by the Vatican or, or was controlled by the, the, these different forces. Right. And um, what a lot of people don't uh, recognize or know is that there's a Confucius statue at the, at the um, US Supreme Court, which is interesting considering that we're not, none of us, were, the founders were not Chinese, you know, they were um, Jews and Christians. Right. So what, what happened is that um, uh, with, with the founding of the, of the country, um, our founders were working with these merchants. They had extensive ties uh, throughout Central Asia. Mm -hmm. And they decided that if they wanted to make um, America great, uh, they, they would have to um, align with those forces because this was where the power was. The Chinese believed that they held the mandate from heaven. Wow. So in order, to, in order to finesse this, that the Jesuits um, began to interpret uh, Confucianism through the lens of Christianity. So deism is actually um, Confucianism oh. um, interpreted through, through Christianity. And um, they, uh, but within Confucianism, of course, you have, you have the seeds for, for revolution. This was going to be um, a, a new country in which you had a republic. In Europe, those republics would be um, established with like Rothschild um, agents you know, serving in the government. Within America, you had a free people, a free God-loving people. It would take a lot more than, than that you know, to, you know, for them to, um, to right. take control. So um, they had like these uh, agents who were, who were brought to, to America you know, through, um, through the revolutionaries who are working hand in hand with the, the Jesuits, Jesuits in, in Europe. Um, they were able to, um, you know, topple the colonies, separate Britain from their colonies. Um, the monarchy and, and, and parliament. Um, and um, once, I guess, through the Napoleonic Wars, also uh, a Rothschild who already, who was a gatekeeper into East Asia, would then uh, take control of, of the Vatican. And so then you have all these forces working together with China, which believes that it has the mandate in heaven to rule the world. And there are a lot of interesting ramifications of this. Um, they believe in the rectification of names. What that means is that you should uh, be what you are. So if, if you're a leader, if you're an emperor, you should have all the wealth, all the power, palaces throughout the world. If you're one of the people, you're a slave. You should have no, no wealth, nothing. You should be reduced and humiliated. Um, the Chinese uh, were the ones who were promoting taxation because they believed as rulers, they should have all the wealth. So taxation oh, wow. was, was not used uh, as a means to, you know, uh, to subsidize governments. It was to, to take, it was to enslave the people, take it for themselves. Uh, they had attracted uh, their people from birth, like we're doing now, you know, with the um, silent weapons for quiet wars, with the technocracy, right. they would track people and then they would, you know, they would capitalize on them. Wow. Uh, they were engaged in human hunting parties. Um, and, uh, you know, they did hunting for them was a precursor to war. And then through uh, hunting, they could um, establish their dominion over, over whoever they happened to be hunting. Oh, um, they were involved in cannibalism <laughs> too. Right. So there we go. Yeah. You know, so a lot of these uh, practices that are, are, you know, they're just, you know, they're spread throughout the, the Rothschild, um, you know, right. monarchs and so forth, they're part of the elite establishment. So um, that's, that's sort of a, a summary of it. Uh, they, they have a step, um, the, the Jesuits wanted the divine right to rule. Um, they could not have that through Jesus. So they, they found it through, uh, through uh, China, which wow. believe it has the mandate from rule. And, and what they've um, uh, disingenuously done is that they have um, uh, reassigned all the biblical saints, the Christian saints, even the person of Jesus to Chinese emperors. So they're, they're trying to make the case that um, that China superseded uh, Jesus, um, that uh, they, they actually descend from Shem, you know, Shem is the son of Noah, and that um, they are promoting the Noahide laws, like they are in fact the descendants of Noah and are the, are the true, uh, they have the true um, knowledge, the most pure form of knowledge from the creator, and that they therefore have the divine right to rule over humanity. Oh my God, I just saw somebody talking about the Noahide laws. I never even heard of this. So what is this again? Just um, <laughs> kind of what is going on? It is biblical, right? I can't it, it is it. biblical. It's, it's that they, they have attempted to claim the Bible for themselves. Like they, they were the originator of the true message of God. Wow. So, oh my God. And the sad part is what you're talking about, about China is exactly what's going on in China right now with the CCP and the people. 
Um, you know, the same, also you're talking about the revolutions. We know that all of our, almost all of our universities have been uh, infiltrated by the Confucius Institutes Correct. all over. So where do you see this, this whole philosophy playing out in, now in real time? Okay, so they are trying to, um, you know, obviously promote Confucianism. Um, Confucianism is a prerequisite um, for joining the uh, the Chinese civil service. So they they want the, the people of the world to be serving the emperor, um, and I think you know their their um, value system or their goal is really to enslave humanity, and their tactics involve. Um, uh, you know, ex extermination events. If, if they want to claim the resources of the land, it's easy to exterminate people and then they can do what they want with it. And that's been a, a tactic that they've used for years. Right. Um, they're trying to deindustrialize us. Right. You know, by, um, I, I think uh, General Flynn commented on this, that um, they are using, um, uh, they're promoting coal, coal usage and they're tapping resources from other countries to propel their, their own uh, economy. Right. But then they're telling us that, you know, we have to limit our, you know, our footprint, our, you know, um, global footprint, right. and then we're being deindustrialized. Right. So they're and they're buying up a lot of our farmland. We, I think Correct. General Flynn said way more than we're being told. Uh, also, we know that Google and um, Microsoft and uh, Bill Gates and all of them, including the Rockefellers and uh, all of their, their minions have all been uh, embedded with China because even George Soros about 10, no, maybe 20 years ago, uh, he was quoted also Kissinger as saying that China was the best model for how to run a society. Right. Uh, and uh, so that's not surprising that they all actually meet there. Now, China was, um, allowed into, because, you know, we all know that um, China has uh, infiltrated the United Nations in terms of every important committee. First of all, I think the United Nations should be out of our country. It's anti-American, anti-God, and it's the one world government. We've talked about that before. But while they are here, uh, it turns out that the CCP, Chinese, have infiltrated every important um, committee over there at the UN to the very top where it's a Chinese national, a CCP member, Therefore, them being in the United Nations doesn't fit anyway, because, of course, they have to take an oath first to the CCP. They're never putting the global environment first. So tell me, do you, what do you know about how that happened? Because I think that had something to do with Bush. I'm not sure, but they, they weren't supposed to be in the United Nations because it was like an impossible thing. But now they run it and they run the World Health Organization and World Economic Forum. Yes, they do. Um, the, the globalism was actually created by China, the, the concept. So you have like, the Hanseatic League, was, um, which was based upon the, um, the Asiatic um, Guild model, became the basis for the European Union, which then became like the basis for the, the regional markets and then the global markets. Right. Um, the UN was to be their agency to rule the world. And they, they have a vision where they, as emperors and rulers, will rule, uh, will have like a universal rule over, over disparate uh, populations. Right. Um, so the agenda was, you know, of course, pushed through by the Bushes and the Clintons. Right. Yeah, as you right. know. And um, so where we are right now, honestly, is that people have been so, um, the news and, and education has been so corrupted. I didn't realize, I knew that the, the Chinese had greatly infiltrated our uh, colleges, but now I, I hear that the whole K through 12, um, critical race theory, even the LGBTQ stuff, all of this is basically coming from Chinese influence in our in our systems and in our teachers union and, and all of this, that they've really infiltrated to such an extent that most of what we're getting out of the uh, public officials, especially when it comes to local officials is actually being dictated by the CCP. Is that, is that true? What do you see of that? I think I think that's true, and I mean, I mean, if you can imagine, like the, the leading uh, multinationals, the corporations, they they owe their wealth to China, basically right. this Chinese model. So, that the, of course, these corporations pour money into into the government. They then lobby for um, for funding for the education, for the arts, and then through those mechanisms, they then promote this agenda, right? Like critical race theory, and you know, right. Well, it's it's what you were talking about. The going back so far about the. Um, uh, Confucius, the revolutions and stuff. This is the color revolution. We're in the middle of one. They've, these same people have done it all over the world. Um, you know, I, I see the CIA and NATO and UN and IMF and World Economic Forum and then the Davos crew and all of that. But somehow the, the CCP kind of, it's like the, the people of America can't look at, at this, all of these facts and still see that, like people, there's rhetoric that we have to watch out for China. 
But the actual American people don't seem to understand that it's a serious, serious threat and that they will they will stop at nothing to destroy America from the inside out and take over our country. And again, the U.N. thing, because we see our borders right now, our border is completely open. This is not American. This is not this is about uh, literally getting to the point where we have no freedom here anymore. I'm very nervous. I I know, uh, you know, a lot about this, too, that um, so. Uh, also, Blinken, who's our secretary uh, or our um secretary of state, uh, he actually worked for the last 20 years with this Biden Institute at University of Pennsylvania, which Biden didn't go to University of Pennsylvania. So I'm confused as to why he has a, a foundation <laughs> there, but very tied to communist China. Almost everyone that he's pulled in there is very tied to communist China, including Joe Biden and his son. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really scary to me is this Blinken guy goes to the UN, you know, a few weeks ago and says uh, they want they want the UN to come in and assess America's human rights violations. Unbelievable. America's all this stuff. Right. And um, during Obama, they used this crazy uh, George Soros and the um, the um, National Endowment for Democracy, because all of the open society th- things sound good. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Luciferian upside down talk. But uh, and they use this thing called the responsibility to protect, which is when a, a nation says to the UN, uh, we're, too, we're completely gone, it's completely violent, it's out of control, you have to come in, regime change, the whole thing. They did it in Libya, Yugoslavia, Ukraine, Syria, whatever the case may be, it was very popular. Now we have that Samantha Power who did that back running US aid, the biggest slush fund on the planet that never helps anyone but them. Correct. And uh, so now then we hear that. Uh, Millie goes and christens the first fully operational NATO base in Virginia uh, a few weeks after he did that. And I look at this whole thing and I think America has got to wake up. This is a full on. This is very dangerous. The U.N. and NATO are not loyal to we the people nor our Constitution. And they seem to be running the White House or whatever is going on down there. How are you seeing this current situation with the U.N. being pulled in? knowing that the Chinese Communist Party is basically running it. Well, I, I think, um, you know, this agenda has been going on. Um, I, well, it, it gained momentum after World War II. And we have all of our leaders, or you know, in order to reach the highest levels, you have to you know, become part of the program. Right. So I, I think they, they have been pushing this. And there have been like a number of, of institutes that have, have cropped up uh, that are furthering this agenda. Um, I know that, that Kissinger had um, decided with Mao that if we open the borders, we can invite lots of trouble into the country. Hello. So you have um, those uh, officials who are working um, on the Chinese agenda, now working on uh, on board, like refugee boards that are, you know, bringing all of these illegals into the country, because right. not, not to help them, but to create trouble for us. Right. Um, you have uh, organizations like the National Committee for the U.S.-Chinese China Relations right. um, that have been working for, for decades, you know, to kind of to acclimate us, and they've been um, reaching out to politicians right. and media and, and working hand in hand with them to bring about this agenda. Yeah. You know what I found about that group is uh, the Black Congressional Caucus apparently is is tight with that group that you just mentioned and Mm -hmm. sends a bunch of scholars from traditionally Black colleges over to China to study Marxism and Maoism (laughs) and then come back here. And then what did we hear when Black Lives Matter started? They're trained Marxists. And that uh, that Colors woman, she said that the red uh, Mao's red book is her is her guide. So, of course, they're they're infiltrated. And then we know also um, about um, San Francisco. Uh, Diane Feinstein had a Chinese spy as her driver for 20 years. Never, nobody said anything. We know Swalwell had an affair, probably one of many, many people that had honeypot affairs with the Chinese government, which is that woman. And then there's also, um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, you probably do. Um, Pompeo mm-hmm. had a speech that he gave uh, probably in 2019, maybe 2020. And he it was all the governors were there. And he said that he had that the Chinese Communist Party had a list of all the governors that were working with them and uh, that they knew who they were and that they better cut it out. You know, we know who you are. And if you dig into that, you're going to see that that list is the governors that really went for it during the uh, during the COVID and really went, were the worst of the worst, the five that I think uh, purposely um, at least negligent homicide of many elderly people that did not have to die 
let alone banning ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, again, another crime against humanity. Where do you see China's play right now in terms of this last year and a half, now that all this stuff's come out? I know you knew all along about the Wuhan and all of it, but now you know it goes back, way back, because mm -hmm. that Wuhan lab, wasn't that before that, owned by the same people that were involved in World War II and Nazis and stuff? Yeah, it goes back to the East India Institute, Rothschild. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting that after 9-11, uh, um, Alan Greenspan came out and he said, you know, the, the next big crisis will we'll need to, uh, he was you know, involved with this agenda, uh, and it needs to um, it, help people understand that they can work more efficiently at home and that the supply chains could be disrupted and that um, the way to fell America is to uh, interfere with our payment systems. And that's exactly what's happening now with Bitcoin. You have right. like Bitcoin's being pushed as the new currency, but then you can't, you can't rely upon it. It's always being hacked. Right. But not just always being hacked. I saw in that infrastructure bill that they're going to be taxing and, and overseeing Correct. and licensing uh, Bitcoin mining and all this. And it's, that's not what it was meant to be. It was actually, Bitcoin's a big threat to them anyway, because it's outside of the central bank system and they can't have that. Now we see all this inflation and all of that happening. Um, there have been, there has been talk of um, that the next, uh, that they, uh, I don't know what you, what you know about this, but people have talked about that there are Chinese um, military I don't know what happened in Canada, but it appears that the Chinese have taken over Canada or something's going on up there, mm -hmm. but that there's military on our northern border. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I've heard that, but I haven't seen any proof. Right. I haven't either. So mm -hmm. I don't know either, but I do know that um, they've infiltrated uh, from within. I also heard that there's connections between China and the funding of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. which then would make a lot of sense. And again, when we, when we say China, we mean the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese people are slaves, basically. Correct. surveilled. Now, um, I'm seeing the same thing happening. I, I know you are too. But what's terrifying is um, our corporations don't care. And, and they, they are pushing China's agenda, including the mandates on the vaccine, the mask. This mask thing started in, in China. Everyone knows that. And they yet walk around... And then the threat of 5G, which I don't, I, I haven't seen evidence that that's true. I've read a lot about it, but until I see that, but of course that's their creation as well. So um, what is going on in China right now? There's lots of talk about this, because um, it sounds similar to what you're saying in the big picture is this, uh, this uh, what's it called? A belt and, and belt. belt and road. Yeah. What is that? Is that, that's like them taking over the entire chain like the entire supply chain of the whole world or something what is that well it's very interesting like the, the silk road which is part of it um right. the silk road actually was originated in, in germany where you know we had the hanseatic league so this was the same agenda but um the belt and road initiative um i believe that was started because the um china and, and russia among other nations they wanted to break free from this rockefeller controlled um you know Bretton woods system so the, right. the belt and road initiative is involved with a setting up a new global economy separate from, from us, and then um, putting a lot of other countries into debt, like they're engaging in debt diplomacy, uh, they're having countries finance you know, the, the development of their infrastructure, and of course, in order to do that, they have to put up collateral, which could be like a, very, a valuable asset the country has, right. once they default on the debt, with the, which they inevitably will, the China then controls is able to control those assets. Right. That's really about their economic dominance. Yeah, because they're all over. They've basically gone in and taken over Africa. And uh, <laughs> we've, we've sat here and done nothing. And it's getting worse because I believe the CCP is running Joe Biden's regime, at least at least to some extent. And uh, people need to know that that um, that Blinken, the secretary of state, worked for that China, that basically Chinese funded institute at University of Pennsylvania for 20 years. And, and then, of course, was in the Obama administration. And then they all went next door to this West Exec Consulting I found out about. 17 of them left the uh, Obama regime, went across the street, kept going with their, uh, with their diplo diplomacy, foreign diplomacy on the down low, while undermining Trump the whole time or trying to. And you know now they're back in there and it's really terrifying. What, what, um, what do you see as, uh, as, uh, as things we can do? Um, we, the people, the American people, but the government that should be running our country what, what, what are their options? It seems like they're so far in that it's like breaking out. It, it, it's like China's already here. 
That, that's true. I mean, first, obviously, we have to educate ourselves and then you know begin to push back. I, I really think we need a full audit um, of these corporations, uh, yeah. of our government. Um, the republic that we have is sound, but unfortunately, it has been you know, corrupted by these outside influences. Um, so I think, obviously, you know, at some point, we will have to restore integrity to our, our governments. Right. Um, how we can actually do that, I mean, is a bit of a challenge because there's so much resistance to us. Right. Um, and there's a, a limit to what we, the people, uh, can do, I, I think. Right, um, right. Well, you know, the Constitution well, and uh, I've been saying a lot, you know, that in the Constitution, which is sound, which is the best way to do this, they were brilliant, our founding fathers, it took them 10 years to put that together, and really were, I believe, blessed by God to create this country, and, uh, and it already, it already had solutions for now, we talked about it, I think, last time, that Jefferson uh, said in, that when the government became tyrannical because they were running from a tyrannical government and that um, things had gotten to a certain point that it was up to we the people, it was our duty to uh, switch out that government and put back in a government that is working by the people for the people. We are, uh, it appears to me right now in DC, we have a monarchy or an oligarchy, but it's not, it's not a government working for us. Correct. Okay. And, and also they have political prisoners. I mean, it's very much like CCP China down there. And it's, you know, what, what happened on one six, in my opinion, is uh, this was a, a preempted event that was planned, but I think it was to turn, um, to turn everything upside down as they always do and say the Patriots are the domestic terrorists and turn the Patriot Act on us. So anyone that's speaking out and wanting to defend America, loves America, loves God and country, now are the bad guys somehow. And it's stopping us. But in the Constitution, it does uh, mandate that we can have militias. And when you say militia, it, it's the, you know, the left is so manipulated, but actually the men who fought the revolution were militias. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I say at this point, they've made it so crazy turning the Patriot Act on us. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been saying to people, not only to read the constitution and the amendments, because they're very important to know our rights, but also, um, you know, government in DC was supposed to be like the glue that held together our constitutional republic. Mm -hmm. But now they're acting like we don't have sovereign states, mm -hmm. you know, like they're, they're overlords of it. And I think this is right, you tell me, because you, you know too, um, in the Constitution, it's only um, really constitutional to have the executive branch and their cabinet, the Supreme mm -hmm. Court, the um, military, and uh, like 535 representatives of each sovereign state, mm -hmm. and that's it. Everything mm -hmm. else is, is non-constitutional. It has nothing Correct. to do with it, right? Correct. So to me, that's like, that's the blueprint for going back to uh, uh, having the United States of America be great. I mean, it's like, we're so, they're so embedded here. Now, Donald Trump tried to make a lot of, you know, his thing with China was way bigger than having to do with trade. And he was really making um, strides, but it does make me wonder. I mean, I think the COVID was planned before, even if Hillary won, it was gonna be coming, but I think she would have been in on it. But, um, but I have to say, um, you know, the one thing that, that Trump did do uh, was kind of open our eyes to that, but it seems that they've dismantled all of this so fast that uh, I, I, you know, I just feel like where, where are we? Like, I guess we just have to keep educating people and telling people. But like you said, these also these non-government organizations and these think tanks, if you look at them, tons of Chinese money, tons of Chinese money. So I think your idea about auditing uh, all of them, they, first of all, all the uh, open society NGOs should be shut down worldwide. Uh, that, is a, that is a one world government uh, organization totally run by, we know it's Soros, but it's really Rockefeller's because he's Rockefeller's right-hand man or was. Where do you see that family right now? Because I got to tell you, you, you also everyone's got to get all your books because you're the smartest person when it comes to all of this and you are such a good oh, researcher <laughs> no you you really you explain all this so brilliantly i've learned so much from you and oh. people think i'm a good researcher but they don't know i get most of my stuff from your books <laughs> <laughs> well you also have like you do a thorough bibliography so if i want to look even further then i i can know where to go because nobody knows where to do anything anymore and you know you have to really figure out where you're researching and what's true but as far as the, I think the COVID has backfired a lot on the Rockefellers um, whole game plan mm -hmm. here, because uh, as you know, the Rockefellers control big pharma, big oil, 
and uh, probably big tech underneath Vanguard or something and uh, our corporations. But um, I feel like their families, uh, not their family, I mean, their, their whole thing, the Rockefeller Institute, which is i.e. One World Government, UN, Council of Foreign Relations. But I feel like they've been a little bit exposed more than they'd like. Okay, that, that's interesting. I would have a little slightly different take uh, on that. Um, uh, I think that they, they were powerful when, at one time. Um, I, I think they were, you know, ordinary businessmen, maybe they're snake oil salesmen who got um, recruited for this agenda. You know, right. so they, they were in with the bankers and so forth. Um, I don't think they were as uh, nefarious or as evil as the, the Rothschilds. I mean, they, they were just kind of very opportunistic people. They're going along with the program. But I, I think that they, they wanted uh, to kind of maybe condition us to be good, docile citizens. But then if you, if you worked hard, you could still find your place within you know, within the, the country, you maybe didn't, you, you didn't have the freedoms that you thought, but there was an illusion of freedom. Right. Um, I think with, with the Rothschilds, from what I, I understand, um, the, the Russians were able to um, purge their uh, Bolsheviks in the 1970s. Right. And once they were purged, they were brought into to our government. Um, Rockefeller panicked because he had been involved in kind of funding these Bolshevik movements within Russia. Right. So he was afraid that Russia was coming after him or the, the, the family. So um, they they listened to Kissinger's advice, put them into our establishment, and then our establishment then turned over to turned its loyalty over to Rothschild, who was you know much 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 more more sinister, right. um, and and ruthless in his approach. So I, I think the, the Rothschilds are not really a force anymore. And I think the um, these organizations that are work operating under the name of Rothschild are probably being controlled by somebody else. Right. My sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you just brought up something interesting there that I've been talking about lately, which is I think the entire re Democrat Republican, you know, situation is like a psyop on we the people to make us mm -hmm. think we have a choice. Because mm -hmm. if I'm looking and I'm doing research, it appears that the Council of Foreign Relations picks the president mm -hmm. or did until Donald Trump. But you can trace almost everything to them. And now I look back and I feel like Romney and McCain were in on it. Yes, they, they, they threw it, uh, their elections on purpose, that these people were preordained. How does Obama fit into all this? Do you know? It seems he's because, he's you know, you can trace the Clintons, both of them. You can trace the, the Kennedys. You can trace Reagan and, and Bushes. But then how does Obama fit into this mix? Because he has to be in on it, too. All of it. <laughs> Um, I, I heard a, um, a talk by um, Judge Joe Brown, you know, the TV, oh, TV like hero, and he was saying that, um, and I hope I get this correct, but he, that Obama, Obama's father was recruited by Bush um, in Malaysia, I think. Or oh, no, Socorro, I think, or, the, 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 the Indonesian one, right? In, Indonesia, correct. So right. He was recruited as a mercenary, and then um, he, he was part of the Bush clan, and then Bush, uh, Obama was then tapped to become a future president. Wow. Owing his power to the bushes. Right. Because I saw I saw a picture. I don't know if it's real or not, but that makes this sound like it's real with Obama shaking uh, Bush senior's hand when he was a little kid. There you I don't go. know if that picture is real, but it might be. And Probably that's that's Joe Brown. Yeah. And that's that Sotoro guy who actually kind of ran some kind of cult, but he was like a, a very wealthy guy. And that's his mother's um, second husband. Or we don't know. We don't know about Obama at this point. Uh, all I know is he had a big event in um, in uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard that gave the entire planet the big F.U. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> I don't understand. But I know it had to have been something, something nefarious going yeah. on. One but, more for us uh, for us. <laughs> exactly. like, like you're a historian. Doesn't this feel like the French Revolution? Of course, the same people mm -hmm. ran it. So it's the same. It's the same thing happening to us, and and I think there must be, um, you know, some patriots, you know, who are who are pushing the agenda back because I think if we didn't have them in those places, I think the agenda would be moving full steam ahead. Yeah. Um, because I, I think if we, if we look back in history, we can see, you know, what, what, you know, how these revolutions go. They take, you know, they get rid of the patriots, you know, right. those who have, uh, you know, have resources and they, they try Teachers, to adopt the dominance. So. Right. Professors. This is very, you know, but because you're a historian, uh, unlike most, but you really know that the, this is a playbook that took uh, 20 years. Uh, well, for 20 years, this has been like really bubbling up. It took Correct. 20 years in Germany, too. People don't even realize because they don't teach history anymore. And if you don't go seek it out, you're never going to find the truth. Um, but isn't this, I feel like this is exactly, I mean, it's the, when they say they have the playbook of the other side, I feel like they didn't even change it. Like, it's just the same exact playbook all the way to, to today, the whole COVID. And now, I don't know if you saw this terrifying document, but the CDC has a document about um, involuntarily quarantining healthy people 
Wow. Uh, that are around people at risk. And then, you know, all the rumors about the FEMA camps and all of that. I mean, what do you, what do you, what's your take on that whole thing that this is like a, completely the same playbook? It, it, is, it is the same playbook. Um, I, I think you know, they, they teach Marxist theory in college and through their community organizations. Right. And so I, I think these, you know, these liberals, I'm sure a lot of them mean well, you know, they're, they're following um, the, the agenda to, um, you know, to serve the masters. I think a lot of them don't know any better. Right. You know, it's funny. I uh, I was obsessed with this woman, Hannah Arendt, when I was a kid. I like read all her books. Who knew? My mom would be like, why are you reading about totalitarianism? You're 19 years old. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love this stuff. And I did. And it's so funny because all these years later, but, you know, she wrote uh, Eichmann in Jerusalem, The Banality of Evil, reflecting on because she was German and, and had a good life in Germany until she left. She was in college and, you know, she's a philosopher, came here, was a big professor and writer. But um she said in there something that I, I have been saying to these people that are um, blindly following uh, mm-hmm. right now or, you know, following orders or whatever right. that um, Eichmann too said he was, that was the banality of evil was that uh, her, her thesis was most people that commit evil don't think they're committing evil at the time. They're, it's a shallow thing because most people think of evil as like, like some kind of like <laughs> there's a demon. But a lot of evil is is people just following orders, <laughs> committing evil. I saw a horrific picture the other day of all these uh, women uh, walking around with uh, like uniforms and stuff, and at the bottom it said that these were the wi- that these were women working at Auschwitz. Wow. And uh, and there's another picture out there that's a bunch of uh, men drink, drinking beers, I think, and playing cards with the stacks behind them on lunch break at Auschwitz. And uh, that's in the Holocaust Museum. But I will tell you, um, we have a real problem in America with uh, these people. Like you said, many are well-meaning. They seem to be brainwashed or MK Ultra. They won't even do research of their own, even on the mandated um, vaccine. Because isn't wasn't it in the Nuremberg Code for the world that that mandating an experimental drug on a human is that's illegal. It's a human right. rights violation. What are they doing? What the heck is going on? And now, you know, how our government's playing it. First of all, I don't understand it, but how they're playing it is they're putting it on the corporations. And then we go right back to the Roth, Rothschild, uh, CCP, Rockefeller, complete and total control of the corporations. Well, so the it's corporations run the, run the government at this point. Right. It's completely, yeah. I mean, we are, <laughs> we are at a bad place. But also, like you said, and, and Hannah Rent also got in trouble and was, was ousted from a, Germany and Israel for many, many years uh, because she said in her book that there were rabbis in, uh, in, in uh, Germany that gave the numbers and addresses of their congregants and thinking that they would survive, that they were protecting their families. Like what choice did they have? Like so Sophie's choice. But of course we know that they just went last. Mm-hmm. You know, they got what they could. And that's what I say when I look at these uh, critical race theory. They're teaching Marxism to kids. I think it's child abuse. The LGBTQ sexualization confusion uh, agenda, and uh, also all of the um, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, everything that they're doing to me. Uh, these people, I guess, don't realize that they're they're worthless to the to the powers that be. It, they're, they're this is what they do, right? Honor. That's correct. And, and I, I think if if you look at China. Um, the Chinese had really mastered uh, mind control. Like the Chinese citizens, they're, they're, they are the perfect order followers. And I think that's exactly you know, what they're trying to do to us. Right. You, you were mentioning um, like the rabbi. I know like a lot of these churches are now promoting the vaccine and right. promoting these different like social justice um, uh, talking points and agenda right. items. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what General Flynn said on my show about the Catholic charities, Catholic mm-hmm. church, that they're funding the border. Yes, they they're are. funding it. And they're also, I didn't know that they're also funding Planned Parenthood. And then we yeah. found out um, just a couple of days ago that the NIH is apparently something nefarious is going on at the University of Pittsburgh, but the NIH is apparently uh, harvesting organs or something from, from fetuses that they're getting from plant, from abortions. That's why I guess the, because I honestly, I thought that after three months, like an abortion had to be a life or death situation. Then it became six months. And you're like, but a baby can live it. But then when they were all saying that you could abort a baby to nine months, and now it's starting to really be like, wait a minute, what is, is this about business? 
what is it's, this it's about? The, their, their values transplanted because you know they they do engage in uh, you know hu human sacrifice cannibalism yeah. they eat human flesh i mean at least you know historically they have so that they're doing this it kind of reflects that our values are kind of are they're in alignment with ancient china right it's so crazy archbishop bagano He's a real hero out there, and he's been trying to warn everyone, yes, including has. Donald Trump, for three and a half years about the Vatican and the agenda and the New World Order. He came out recently and said that these vaccines have uh, fetal tissue in them from aborted fetuses, and you're putting it in your body, and you're putting that in your body. No, you have to know this because that's part of what their whole agenda, that Luciferian upside down agenda, which is, well, you did it. You know, don't blame us if you injected yourself with uh, aborted fetal tissue. Uh, you agreed to it. So, you know, so, I mean, that, it goes that far, I think. Well, I, I know for like from uh, like from a historical perspective, I don't know if they do this today, but that they feel like if you consume another, you kind of take on their qualities. I don't know if that has something to do with why they're putting fetal tissue, you know, in, in the vaccines. It doesn't make any Isn't sense. bizarre? But also, you know, I had done a long time ago and that a great, great researcher, Amazing Polly, did it too. Some of this stuff, this real fake beef that they're making, uh, tastes a little real. <laughs> so uh, you can kind of uh, connect the dots between Impossible Foods, uh, Soros and Gates, and uh, this fake meat and that and that whole racket. But it's really, it's getting to a point where, um, you know, it's just like you said, like you started out the show, it's, it's seriously biblical. I mean, we really are living through biblical times. And... Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh. Yes. So, I mean, as part of their philosophy is they want they want things to be as efficient as possible because they're looking at maximizing their own profits. You know, their their entities are the corporations, so they think it makes it makes more business sense to them like to have fewer farms and just to make right. everything in a lab. That way, you eliminate the animals, right. you eliminate the farmers, and everything else. So, right, not, right. Not and people make. also, I think they're buying up all the single family homes. You know, they have that this crazy infrastructure bill. It's the Green New Deal. It's the, it's the road to communism. 17 uh, Republicans voted for it. Again, uh, underlining my theory that there is no Republican and Democrat party. They're all in on it, except for maybe 10 guys that are still <laughs> somehow alive. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really at a place where uh, everyone really needs to read your book, all of your books, because uh, this is all real. See, we're way past the point, Susan, of conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're way past the point. Yeah, we're living, you know, yeah. living I mean, we're, this is no longer, and any journalist that is out there calling the election fraud, which is going to connect to China, CCP, we know that they put a ton of money into Dominion and Smartmatic. Mm -hmm. And what are they doing? They're suing everyone that questions their role in it. Um, I don't know if you got a chance yet to see the opening movie, I'll send it to you, mm -hmm. of the symposium by uh mike lindell but it, it. he did so it connects soros which we know is is an agent for all of them and smartmatic and dominion and china mm -hmm. and you know that that they had they had reason to get rid of donald trump um i wonder just i know you don't know and nobody knows but from everything you've learned um do you think that the that the um whole COVID thing was because event 201 I don't see how people can't think it but do you think that that was a part of it was a bio weapon and a, an attack on our country because I find it very bizarre right now to even venture into that it was an accident um well see the the, the problem is that, that there was also um, the world war games in um in China so they were celebrating this and they're like releasing the the chemical into the world and I think this right. was about harmonizing the um the healthcare facilities and the the, the defense department together right. so it's about a, more of a global so I think if it were China I think it's, it's with all the countries working together to fulfill this agenda right yeah well that's interesting because I when I look at it I, I think so you're saying Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates were funding a CCP military bioweapons lab with American taxpayer dollars. And uh, that's not treason. I mean, that should be the biggest treason of all time. They're working with a with an enemy government to create bioweapons. What right there? Isn't that enough? It, it should be enough, but if you have globalists working within, uh, you know, within our country and where you where the, you know the, the global ATM machine, of course we're going to fund it. I know. You know to advance the, the agenda. Susan, you got to get out there and warn people. I'm going to share this everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying. But no, but you're so good at it. And uh, I'm so grateful you came because people aren't putting this these pieces together. 
And uh, also, I think that, that Mao himself, I believe that Yale University, I'm, I'm very suspect of all the Ivy Leagues now. I've been doing a little deep dive. Because I think, you know, it, it's really scary because a lot of the people I meet in New York that are completely brainwashed and walking around with two masks after vaccination still uh, and waiting for the next lockdown because people are so selfish. A lot of them got PhDs and, and higher degrees from Ivy League universities. And you think, what was going on? These are the people who are supposed to be the smartest people. Something is happening in our in our universities. And you know how much money China's been at. Uh, Pompeo warned that the universities too about these institutes and then go to big tech. And I, I don't know if you know, China, you know, infiltrate, you do know, infiltrated Hollywood uh, yeah. when I went about 15 years ago when I was there, I saw it. I mean, it happened before that, but overtly mm-hmm. about 15 years ago. But they also own all the talent agencies now, basically. They have huge financial stakes in all the talent agencies and in the, um, that would also include sports and in the um, movie industry, but also they pulled out, China pulled out of Hollywood, a lot of their money and stuff over the last year. And they, uh, they banned the Oscars this year from China and they're not putting out our movies anymore. So that's a huge market. So they're really squeezing uh, all, all areas of our life here. And we have to watch out for the entertainment people that are still out there because they, uh, they clearly are <laughs> following their playbook or they wouldn't be working. That, that's correct. They, they have to toe the line or they won't get the next job. And, and you're absolutely right about Yale University. I mean, they, they groomed and trained on you know, Mel wow. you know, to do what he did. And they you know, bankrolled him too. I know. So it's no, I couldn't believe it. It's so crazy. And that's Skull and Bones. We got Carrie in the bushes and many other nefarious folks. Correct. Unbelievable. <laughs> Susan, yeah, you're, you're such a fun guest because you are really, I mean, you know how to put together the dots and uh, your books. Oh. This is what we need to do. We need to get rid of these people, get the 1776 uh, education thing back going. And then you need to, your books need to be like required reading in, in oh. the new, new colleges. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have kids, but if I did, I would have a very hard time sending them to college at all right now. It's I, gotten I that bad. It's the same thing. And, and also, um, if you look back in history, you can see that much of what they did, if not all of it, was, was Ill- illegal and illegitimate. So I right. think if there are any patriotic attorneys out there, I think we need to unravel this. And right. then we, once we can establish their illegitimacy, we should be able to you know, restore the legi- legitimacy. Right, exactly. And, and oh, so wow. So tell people where they can find you. I'm going to put links to your books below. All of them, they should be required reading for any patriotic American. (laughs) Oh, I love Um, them. Go ahead. Oh, you're the best. Um, so my, my website is uh, susanbradford.org. Uh, my books are available on, on Amazon. I'm coming out with an audible for, for Royal Blood Lies. And oh, boy. That's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Told I in a beautiful British accent. Good, because all of my <laughs> friends that won't read will, might listen to it. <laughs> Hopefully, God willing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, the reading's really gone by the wayside. Uh, you know, I still love a hardcore, hardcover book. I still love the library. I now I find that it's the only place you can really find anything. You got to go look at books that were written 30 years ago. Exactly. When, when they told the truth <laughs> back then. At least, at least it's more than now. Now it's like completely uh, science fiction and cartoons. Um, anyway, I love having you on. We'll have oh, you back again. Uh, good luck with the book. I know it's going to do great. And uh, as soon as I'm full and confused, I will invite you back to explain the world to me. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Mel. I look forward Thanks to so much. Oh, you're the best. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.